Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with three locations, 1303 East County Road 200 South in Danville, 7410 West U.S. 36 in Danville, and 2238 West U.S. Highway 36 in Danville. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 31. 31- 745-2700 or by going to their website hawkeyestorageunits.com Hi there, this is Richard Starkin with the Oak Ridge Boys and you're listening to Alan on WYRC This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Alan is a Hendricks County native that talks with your favorite entertainers. Sights and Sounds is sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville and now your host, Alan Kiger. This is Sights and Sounds Promotions. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and my guest today is Jeff Stafford. How are you today, Jeff? I'm doing well, Alan. Thank you. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. I noticed uh, you showed up without your guitar. I was planning on you playing today. <laughs> well, I'd love to have it. I wouldn't do much good with my two broken fingers, so I can't fret it very well. Oh. Have, have you told everybody in Facebook land about what happened and how you broke your fingers? For the most part, yeah. If you're out there on the internet, if you found me, if you're if you're uh, following me at all, you'll know that I was uh, braver than I was smart. I tried to catch a large rock that I had no business trying to catch and smashed it in between it and another large rock, and boom. Jeff, I've known you most of my life, you know, since we were little kids. We played Little League baseball together and ran around, absolutely. I looked for the trophy last night, by the way. Did you? We, yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of the name of the team we played on. I can't think of the name of the team, but Lawson and Martin. Lawson and Martin should have remembered that. Mm. Um, I can't believe I just did. Yeah, I I went round and round, and I could not think. I couldn't find my trophy. I know I've got it somewhere. So I've known you all my life. Mm. I remember. I don't know how you got started playing the guitar, but I remember many many years ago. My dad had a gas station, Sunoco, right right in town. Absolutely, just west of there. Was Howard and Lawson's? Was it Howard? No, it was. It was. Uh, it's, uh, not Howard and Lawson. It's Kiss, Kenninger, Kissinger, Kiss, Kissinger, and uh, and those boys. Wood, maybe. Yeah, Wood Lowry. Lowry. And there was a metal rail there. There is still. It's still there. And somebody'd be there with his cowboy hat, <laughs> playing his guitar, serenading Danville <laughs> on the it, town square. How, tell us about those memories. Uh, I love my town. I love our town, Alan. It's uh, truly, I think, such a blessing to have been able to grow up in um, a place that is was much like Mayberry, which we have Mayberry Cafe, but it really was to me. I mean, I felt barefoot and fancy-free like Opie Taylor, only my dad wasn't sheriff, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> it was truly that, that safe. I never feared nothing in our town. Um our generation right before us, you know, they might have feared the Cold War or whatever, and they might have had um, bomb drills underneath their desks. We never had that. I never remember none of that. There was nothing I had feared in Danville growing up, and I think to growing up like that is incredible. Um, to be blessed around so many people, World War II and Korean War vets at the American Legion Post 118, of course, is where I got uh, much my early taste of uh, being honorary, I guess, along with the church, Daniel Methodist Church. But um, singing there at a young age, nine years old, um, on Saturday night, watching them old boys just tear it up on a hog roast, which is absolutely awesome with their wives. And 
and um, the joy of that music and such uh, is something that I'll always always be in my in my heart. But to grow up in Danville and be accepted for 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 who I was and what I was is incredible, and um, I love that. Right there in the middle of town, right there on the square. <laughs> I I remember you being there, and I and I don't know if. There was another one of your friends, Joe Joe Cook, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember if he was playing with you, or if you guys were just doing the rodeo thing, but you guys somewhere went down a path, but he wound up. Um, what what what, do you, what what's his actual title? Because I, I've bumped into him at a concert, and to say I was impressed, if you're into the music <laughs> business, is kind of an understatement. I know this is an interview about you, but he was one of your friends, and you guys did a lot of stuff Zeke together. Zeke is my brother, as far as I'm concerned. Um, we grew up. I've known he was the first family I met when I moved into Danville. Back, I don't know if Welcome Wagon is still a thing, but in when we were young children, there was a thing called Welcome Wagon in little towns where. Um, some of the ladies in town would have a group called the Welcome Wagon Ladies or whatever, and they would welcome the new people, right? They'd bring gift baskets and stuff like that. Well, his mom, Judith, Judy, um, was the Welcome Wagon Lady. So she was truly the first people we met when we moved into town when I was five years old. And little Joe was with her, little Joey. <laughs> Think calling him little Joey. Zeke, if you hear this, I love you, little Joey. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so... I've just known him even longer than I knew you, and we became brothers. And um, he got tied up with the band Desire. Remember Desire? Yep, I remember Desire. Greasons and, and booze and such. And um, and he started running sound with them. And somehow he got tied up with a group of uh, individuals, which later became Jonas Productions. Jonas Productions is... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the nation's largest backline company if not the world's. They had three headquarters, including Vegas and Australia and Indianapolis, where it started. So I don't know if it's the world's largest backline company. So what backline is, of course, is all the gear. If you go out here to their warehouse, I won't say where it is, but if you go to their warehouse... Yeah, I know know where it's at. (laughs) (laughs) There is every bit of instrument and sound gear that you could ever imagine. And multiples of which, $10,000 Gibson guitars, yeah, there's five, six, seven, whatever. Um, all the sound gear for Three Dog Night, Temptations, Harry Connick Jr. Brick Springfield. Right, right, right. All this gear is out there. That's there's, so the, I'm, I can't tell a joke. <laughs> yeah, I can. It's okay. It's family friendly. So the difference between Joe Cook, my brother, and Stevie Wonder Joe's actually seen Stevie Wonder's keyboard. Yes. <laughs> the reason I, I had to include it, Joe into that was there was a time, you know, where we're, I kind of jumped forward here a little bit, but you and I had talked when I saw you when you were playing with the Short Bus Criminals, and I don't remember which venue it was, and I said, hey, I just bumped into Joe, and I saw him, you know, at Three Dog Night, and, I mean, Joe ran the show. Joe did... Everything. He told all the engineers what to do. He told all the other hired help what to do. He brought the guitars out on stage for Three Dog Night. He did everything. And then you told me you had an opportunity to get to sing. I can't remember if you said it was with Three Dog Night. Yeah, and The Temptations, actually. I got to do two shows, two incredible shows. And this is all because of Jonas Productions. So, Zeke, Joe's been with them since they began, right, in the basement of a house on the southeast side. 
Now they have a big warehouse, blah, blah, blah. So he's been, he is truly the owner's right-hand man. I mean, he had, you could almost say in the warehouse, Joe has more pull than the owner because Joe's at it every day, right? So his, he's been doing it for almost 30 years now. I mean, there isn't a, any roadie movie you can think of, any rock and roll movies. <laughs> Zeke's that dude, only he's legit. He's not just a space whatever guy, right? Roadie, he's legit. And so it's phenomenal. And because of that, I've been able to play. I've actually used gear that was Three Dog Nights gear for my own shows. Every bit of gaff tape, which if you don't know what gaff tape is, it's like um, duct tape, only better. Only better. And I know that's like sacrilege to say, but it's better. And all mine came from from Temptation Show for a long time, which was cool. I had, I had hot pink and neon green and neon yellow uh, cap tape. It was awesome. Where, where I was going with this, how good did Joe have to tell Three Dog Night, or did you have to audition for Three Dog Night to be able to come up and play with them? It wasn't like, hey, I'm... I'm Jeff Stafford, and I'm going to open up a song. Before. <laughs> you mean, you played on stage with Three Dog Night uh, right, during just, their show. Right. I mean, that kind of tells the the talent of where we're going to go here in a minute with, with what you've done later. Oh, thanks, brother. Yeah, I did. It was a blessing, Zeke. Uh, they, need, they needed somebody, and I got to be that person. I got to uh, uh, jump in and play rhythm guitar and just do some backup vocals for them, uh, be their good feeling guitar tech which was kind of cool i'm not a guitar tech really i'm not a guitar player i play guitar but um i'm just i don't know what i am i'm just a man but um <laughs> do you remember the song you played with them uh yes yeah, jambalaya sh- 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 however you say it shambalaya shambalaya uh, and um well i've never been to spain I love that song. Great song. By yes. the way, my, my son named his cat after that song. Did he? Yes, he did. Shimala? Yes. Yeah, which is, well, anyway, I won't go into that. No, but that takes you, you know, you, you've had the opportunity, small boy from Danville. You're, you're living in Danville today. Was it, your, was it your bringing up in Danville that you wanted to raise your kids in Danville? And how did that take you around the world and wind up back in Danville? Hmm. Well... That's a great question. When I was younger, of course, I couldn't figure out a way to survive in Danville without an education, without a college degree or whatever. Um, As you know, I grew up pretty poor. I didn't have a whole lot to fall on. And uh, so I could really only figure out one way to do that, and that was join the Army. And that kind of uh, gave me a, a footstool to start on and, and a leg up, um, which was awesome. And I got to come back to Danville, which was great. But in having my family here, of course, we moved to a different place. I really wasn't never far from Danville. Now, I got to travel all over the United States doing shows and such like that. But I'd lived in Plainfield and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh probably the longest, which I really like Pittsburgh, too, because it's smaller than Danville. I like small. <laughs> In fact, I don't care much for concrete jungles at all. No, you've been out. I saw on <laughs> Facebook you've been out doing a little camping. And, and yeah, we'll in the woods. Yeah. Kind of jump in here and just throw it another direction. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, I always said if I ever sold the sign shop, I was going to take off and I was going to go camping for three or four months and get me a motorhome, tour the world. COVID happened. 
you know, sign shops no more. And I'm thinking about, man, it'd be great to get out and do this. And I look at Facebook and Jeff's taking off and he's going west and he's going to Washington State and he's going to Oregon and he's going to California <laughs> and he's gone for two months. And I'm thinking, man, I guess I really screwed this deal up because you went out and did it up good. I took a big risk. I'm probably still going to pay for it here shortly. Um, instead of being the ant, I was a grasshopper in a way. Do you know that story? Yes. Yeah, you know. Um, but I don't fear it so much. Um, it, whereas COVID, this year has been such a curse for most of the world. And you probably heard more about the second coming of Christ this year than you ever heard of in your life because everybody fears it and such. Um, we hear so much about the change in the United States and all the things that's happened. So what's been a curse for so many people, uh, for me, was truly a blessing of a lifetime in a way. And it's probably just because I was more crazy than smart. I'm not sure, but it was a blessing nonetheless. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting in my house and the whole world's telling me I can't go nowhere with my kids, can't find no toilet paper nowhere. And then, oh my gosh, I can't go see anybody or touch anybody. I might kill them and stuff like that. I said, you know what? I ain't doing this. <laughs> I have an opportunity to, because uh, I can't work. I've been laid off. I can't do nothing. I can't stand around and do nothing. And uh, so I grabbed my boy. I tried to get all three of them, but mama wouldn't let that happen. So I grabbed one and we took off, and I just had, we saw, I sat in my kitchen for a couple of weeks or a month thinking to do it. I even yeah. drew it up on a map and everything where I was going to go and, and everything. And then we just took off with uh, no real plans except for destinations of inevitable, like north, most, most northwest point of the United States. Now, my one son lives up there, so I had to go chance to go see my granddaughter, which was huge because I hadn't seen her yet. And... Um, so I got to go up there, and we spent some time in woods. You, do you know we have a rainforest in America? No, I, I really didn't know we had a rainforest. Most people don't. Well, that's most of the state of Washington is a legitimate rainforest. It's cr incredible, prehistoric looking. Um, uh, <laughs> pretty incredible, right? Yeah. Um, a legit rainforest, and it's not hot. It's really cold, So, but it's not, like, freezing cold. That's the craziest thing. I was cold, and it was, like, 50 degrees, but it's so wet, right? And it's not even raining, and it's wet, but it's crazy. And I've never seen that before, which was awesome, and so now I've got to do that. I got to go down the West Coast. Uh, we got to go um, trail riding on horseback through the Redwoods um, on the beaches of California, uh, Oregon, I went trail riding through the Grand Canyon, spent two weeks in Redondo Beach. Now, if y'all don't know nothing about Cali, let me tell you about Southern Cali. Redondo Beach, that's pretty sweet. I was trying to hook you up with a friend of mine, Jack Russell, from Jack Russell's Great White. <laughs> right. He lives in Redondo Beach on a boat in a marina. That's, where, that's where he lives. He doesn't have a house. I tried and to I, get in that marina. This all gated off. I couldn't do it without breaking yeah. the law, and I had my son with me, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was, trying to get, I was trying to get a hold of him to say, hey, you know, my buddy's out there. He wants to, wants to meet you, and you guys can write some songs together, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. I had my guitar, though. What, what inspired you? We'll change the subject again. I, I usually have yeah. a format, and I stick right to it. We go from the start, and we go to the end, but... When I feel like I, you know, I've, I've known you all my life, so it's more of a conversation, and I'm just bouncing questions off of you. What gave you the desire to want to start writing songs? You know, you've been playing forever, 
and your your style of writing, well, listeners, we'll hear it here in a minute. <laughs> it's country. It's not it pop is. country. It's not modern country. It's not outlaw country. It's country. Just country, country. country. country like what yeah. you think of, you know, when you think of way back. You, know, you want to think of old Merle Haggard mm-hmm. or old Willie Nelson. It's country. In a world of Y2K country, what makes you want to play country? Um, that's a tough question. Um, so, so I guess... We'll take it back to when I'm four, five, six years old. You know, I'm, my dad was born in 1926 on a farm, tipped in, no shoes, you know, in the summertime, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have cars and stuff. And um, and I wasn't born until 68. So all his friends, my Uncle Webb, they're all Korean War and War II vets. Whereas all my friends' dads are Vietnam. That's two totally different jukeboxes. That's two t- totally different lifestyles. That's the difference between D. Martin and George Carlin. They're to- two totally different. D. Martin's a drinker, and this one's a pothead, right? Right. I mean, it's two totally different beliefs in lifestyle. Truly. Whereas my dad never had running water or forced heat in a house and stuff like that. Most all my friends' dads all had that, right? And stuff. So it's, it's truly, I grew up different than most of my friends. Now, my earliest memories of music are being, um, this is so funny. So the vent in the floor in your house, right? And it's wintertime, single pane windows, frost on the inside of the windows. <laughs> Youngins don't know nothing about that. Um, <laughs> I would wrap a blanket around me and sit over that vent. And that vent, you know, as the heat comes out, warms you up, right? And I would sit there and do radio shows in my house. At the vent, so I'd have like a wooden spoon and say, Hey, this is Jeff Stafford, WGRT, Danville, Indiana. Up next, Merle Haggard with Silver Wings. And then I would sing that song through the vent and do my radio, oops, do my radio shows and such. And um, so I just always wanted to sing. I don't, I, I said I wasn't a guitar player. I could play guitar, but I'm not a guitar player. I'm a singer who learned to play guitar, so I'd have somebody sing with. Because when all your friends come up to you and say, Hey, Jeff, check out what I learned, and it's Fade to Black by Metallica. Nothing wrong with Fade to Black by Metallica, but I'm a singer. There's no lyrics. Oh, and it's metal. I'm a Merle Haggard fan. Love you, brother. Could you, could you learn Silver Wings for me, right? <laughs> so I had to learn to play, play guitar to sing. And um, I never... Woke up one day, decided I was going right. I just one day wrote a song, kind of by accident, in one chord, the key of D, or a chord of D. All I did was change some finger positions on it and, and wrote a song. It's just like, holy cow. And you go and you learn some more songs, right? Learn a couple other songs by other people, and all of a sudden you write another song. And then I think the time when I wrote most of my songs, Kid Rock talks about being locked in a room, eating shrooms, trying to get one of these motor scooter songs to hit, right? And that's forced songwriting. It's forced. And eventually, you write enough lyrics, right? You write enough words, you're going to be able to put something together. Throw it with a rock and beat and rock, rock on, right? But I've never done that. I've never sat down and forced myself to do that. I sat down, and I was in a mood, and I, a song came out. Well, I don't know if that was the song, but... Listeners, we're going to go ahead and listen to one of Jeff's country songs. It's called Without You. 
I've got lots and lots of friends Oh, but no one can heal my heart And I've got lots of people who love me Oh, but I'm still falling apart I've got a place at night to lay my head A big down comforter and an old queen bed But baby, baby, I ain't got you Four-wheel drive, take me by anywhere Job's the reason that I cut my hair And I, I got lots and lots of time I've got a three-car garage, ten steps to climb I've always got you on my mind oh, Baby, oh, baby, I know I ain't got you Without you, there is no morning light Without you, there are no stars in my sky When I close my eyes tonight I dream of how you used to hold me tight It's cause baby, oh baby I know I ain't got you Let's play. That was Without You. I'm your host, Alan Kiger. And if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Jeff Stafford. And you just heard what I call a country song. I, there's a lot of country I like, Jeff. I enjoy listening to your music. You're not everybody's cup of tea. Metallica's not everybody's cup of tea. But people that like country music love country music. And I've, I've seen you play, me and some of my friends, we go and when you were playing with the short bus criminals and we... We'd go to Plainfield, we'd go to Mooresville, we'd go to Lebanon, we'd go to... I think we went to Lafayette and saw you once. I think you did. Um, it, it, you know, just nothing better than going and watching your friends play. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a plug to somebody in here because she's always trying to get Levi Riggs to sing. She always wants him to sing a, a Dwight Yoakam song. And, <laughs> and you know, I don't, I don't know if Dwight's just not in Levi's wheelhouse. He sings, he sings some Johnny Cash. 
But one of the persons she's always wanting is Dwight Yoakam. So when you get back out and you're back singing, Sherry Spurlock, this one's for you. You got to come make sure you see Jeff because he does a couple great Dwight Yoakams. And you do you do a great cover of that. And one you always do would do for me, you'd always do a Stevie Ray Vaughan song. Yeah. And, and we just heard some real raw country, but he can do some good Stevie Ray Vaughan and you can do some good Dwight Yoakam. When I wear war pigs, Ozzy gets jealous. I love to sing. And anybody that says there's a genre that they truly don't like just needs to open up their mind because there's going to be something in every genre of music you will find that you'll like. I love war pigs. I love rock. I love to rock. Ain't no country music singer in the world to tell you he don't love to rock and roll sometimes. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, I ain't got nothing against rock and roll, but when your heart's been broken, you need something slow. So there's different things for different times. And you could take the Eagles, and I think you could mm. take Bob Seger mm. at a different time and period. Those two guys would have, I don't think they'd ever made it in the rock charts. There's not a lot of rock and roll today. And if they both came out and started today, they would be country phenomenons. And they all come from the same roots. When Billy Joel wrote, it's really, it's just rock and roll to me. What he meant to say was really just honky tonk to me. He just did, didn't take it back one step even further. Right. Because it all comes from those roots, Memphis, Tennessee. Come the country and the and the, and the blues and the church and and the rhythm and the soul all come together and may rock and roll and it just sprouted from there. What gives you your inspiration for your songs? Uh, my life. Um, I would say probably the greatest love songs and the heartbroken love songs in the world were written over the greatest heartbroken people in the world. I think some of the truest, most enjoyable love songs are born out of the true love of something and not just throwing words around until you get something that rhymes. You've mentioned your dad, and I've heard you talk about your dad many Mm -hmm. times on Facebook. And I remember being a little league and your dad being there. I mean, it was it was you and I hitting home runs almost every single game trying to see who could hit the most. That was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun. But I've heard you talk about your dad a lot. And I know your That's dad it. meant a lot to you, just like a lot of people listening, their dads mean a lot to them. Have you, and if you have, we didn't bring that song here to play, but have you ever written a song that you wrote from the memory of your dad? I did. This is kind of an up story, but it is what it is. Um, so there's, there's this young singer. He's got a great voice. He's got, he just needs coaching and stuff. And his mom and dad are behind him 100%, which is awesome to have people behind you. I can't tell you how strong that is. Mom and dad, if your boy wants to sing, your daughter wants to sing, have at it. Let him do it. Don't stop him. Um, so help him. Brothers and sisters, help him. All those things. Um so, but they had this poem that somebody had written, and they said, We want you to take this poem and write a song using this poem about mothers. It's going to be a Mother's Day song. I love my mother, mother, I love you. But my mother, as you know, was not in my life from a young age. And so I drew all, I sit there and bawled in front of these people writing this song. I halfway wrote it right in front of them, right? Because they gave it to me. I just went doing it. I flipping just ball. I lost it. And um, so I took the memories of my father. 
and wrote that song. It has not been copyrighted yet. It hasn't been anything done to it yet, except for I sent it out to like four people just to get kind of a reaction. And then these people that I wrote it for want me to just give over all my rights to it. And so that their son can have all the rights to it, but they don't want to pay me no money for it. I just said, let nobody hear this ever. Is this something you think you'll go ahead and record down the road for yourself? I would like to. I just haven't been back in studio to be able to do that yet with my fingers being broken stuff. But okay. uh, I didn't. I didn't mean to bring up such a no. touchy subject. But I, I no, remember, it's I okay. Dad, I, I love remember your dad well. I mean, Danville was a small town. Um, it was he, a beautiful he was, small town. Yeah, he was. I think he was at probably all of our our games. You know, and I, and I love my dad. Could. My dad was working at the gas station. He didn't make it to very many yeah, games I'll, down there. But we wound up getting some good customers. You know. Rick, our coach, wound up being a great customer and a great friend of the family, and and, and that's that's part of Little League as well. It is, it is. All the signs on the back fence, you know, all the local, all back then, all our name, all the teams' names, like I said, Lawson and Martin, had to do with the businesses, right? That uh, sponsored them. So. Well, Jeff, while we'll give you a break here, let's go You're ahead. Fine. And let, let's go ahead and listen. We're going to listen to a song that you've you've put a little production with. And it's called Silver Wings and Fly. Cigarette butts and old navy coats And far dreams and high, high hopes and Oh, how these thoughts will twist in my mind It's 24 hours in a day But it don't matter, no Not anyway Oh, how these songs Take up my time Oh, how it makes this Old mind wander Oh, how it makes this Old poor heart cry While you're out chasing wild blue yonder I guess I'll spread these old silver wings and fly Oh, let's fly Sit here all alone Just me and my six string and this telephone Wondering if I'll ever cross your mind and Watch the snow fall by candlelight All these songs, how they twist in my mind Oh, how it takes up all of my time How it makes this old mind wander Oh, how it makes this old poor heart cry 
While you're out chasing wild blue yonder I guess I'll spread these old silver wings to fly While you're out chasing wild blue yonder I guess I'll spread these old silver wings to fly mm -hmm. That was Silver Wings and Fly. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Jeff Stafford. And Jeff's been... Uh, He's been telling us some old stories about some old things, and I, I actually brought a tear to his eye, and I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't trying to do that, but it's we're a just doing a, little, doing a little reminiscing here. Jeff, you, you, you did your kitchen picking. I'll get that in there before we get done with the show here. Monday night kitchen picking. That was, what, 2019? Yes, it was. It was. In the, I don't know. We won't go into the whole time of how it, how it all got started, but... I remember I got an invite to go to the first one, and it was at Ray Whitaker's house. And Ray had some hot dogs and had some lemonade, some, yeah. some iced tea. And uh, I think Angie showed up there. She did. She was our first guest. Yeah, she was the first guest. And it was a good time. I mean, you show up at somebody's house at a kitchen. People come over. You get a, you get a few snacks, and you get a little concert for an hour, and you perform and, and your guest performs and it's in somebody's house. And then I don't know if I was week three, but I think I got two, I got two, two you weeks did. out of the you deal. Did. And, uh, one of them that we got to have over there is, uh, you teamed up with, with Landon Keller Yes, and, and you guys is, you know, here's another singer songwriter, completely different style of music. Genre, right. And he did a couple songs and you did a couple songs and you guys did a couple songs together and it was really neat. It's something I, I wanted to put this in here with the kitchen picking. We've got you, um, Sonny Thurnell. He's he's older than all of us, but he's 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 starting to make a little mark, mm -hmm. and he's he's got a, some some play on the what is it the independent singer songwriter Song association got some stuff. He's he's actually got his feet in a bunch of different places, right. ponds and water there, and he's doing really good. He's rising star awards and and, and yeah. rookie awards and stuff like this. The songs that he's recorded had recorded down in Nashville. He's really doing great. So we've got him. We've got you. We've got Landon Keller. Oh, we've got Levi Riggs. Levi Riggs. Yeah, that's four people and from a little bitty town at a little bitty school. Is there four people at every school? that have this talent that are out here doing this, do we know about them? Or are they kept secret? Or are we just blessed to have four people from Danville that are out and making have, a mark? Well, you have more than that. There is So when it comes to singing, I'll say this, when it comes to music, you know, I think everything that lives and breathes on this earth and in the waters of the earth sings to its creator. If it lives and it breathes, it sings to its creator, whether you know it or not. That's what the birds are doing. The, so are the crickets, the whales, the dolphins, the wind through the trees. It's all sings to its creator. We're supposed to sing. It says so in the Bible. It's supposed to sing praise to our creator. But when you're in school, in Danville Junior High School, walking down the hallway with your books in your hand, trying not to get them knocked out from your <laughs> hand, and all the things that happen in junior high, right? And you're trying to sing that Willie Nelson song or something. I don't care if you're Merle Haggard. I don't care if you're George Strait. I don't care if you're Garth Brooks. I don't care if you're Celine Dion. I don't care who you are. 
every one of your friends go look at you and say, hey, Jeff, can you sing solo? Solo, we can't hear you. <gasps> hey, Jeff, can you sing tenor, 10 or 12 miles away? <gasps> right? It's because that's what kids are. So, and for much of our life, most of the world is told they can't sing. Don't sing, you suck, or whatever. But that didn't stop Mick Jagger. No. And he's not a great singer. I mean, he's not an operatic singer. He's a heck of a rock and roll show, though. It didn't really start. Garth Brooks is not an operatic singer. His voice is so unique, it's kind of different and odd, really, than anything else, which makes a mark. But he's not an operatic singer. Can he hit high notes? Yeah, and the more he did it, the better he got. But he just didn't let nobody talk him out of it. Bob Dylan's not a great singer. No. Great songwriter. Here's one of my favorite things. Have you ever thought of what it'd be like for Tom Petty and Bob Dylan to have a conversation? Hey, Bob, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm all right, Tom. I'm doing pretty good, man. Hey, are you? Hey, I'm all right. Yeah. Wouldn't it be honest? Anyway. I just, I just thought, <laughs> thought it was great that we've had four people that are, you know, recognizable, you know, on the radio, being played. And so much more talent. How much, what a voice. You know who's a great voice and probably all of us are put together was William Cowers. I, I don't remember him. I do remember now that you're saying Dude, that from Swing Choir. I sat in the auditorium and listened to him when I was 14 years old, thinking I'm going to go be a singer. I said, well, never mind. Hang it up. You ain't nothing, Jeff. <laughs> he wound up being a great artist as a, Another, as a different right, kind of artist. A visual you know, artist, right. Yeah, a visual artist. Um, yeah, a painter and sculptor and things. But um, we there is so much talent in all those schools like that, but how much we're told we can't do things. There's four, four people that didn't pay attention to that. Maybe that's where I was going with that, and I didn't know until you enlightened me. Right. There was four people that didn't pay attention that you're not supposed to be I say that all the time, you know, I, I, I don't know how to read music. I never took a class on how to write a song. I never, t- I, I don't have choir in high school. I took choir. I never but... had band or choir or nothing. All, the whole time, everybody saying, get a real job. Hey, get a haircut and get a real job. I think George, be... George is going to be like wanting his royalties off that. I'm sorry. I did a really <laughs> horrible job. I'll stop right there. Um, but, um, yeah, exactly. So, we just all get talked out of it. and it, So even with all those things, and everybody tell me I can't. I was poor. I had joined the Army to be able to support my family and all these things. It still found a way to get out of me, to come out of me. In another song, it's like I didn't choose it. It chose me kind of in a way. I'll tell you, I'm... I'm I'm ready for COVID to get over. <laughs> I'm ready for you to get your fingers well so you can get Me back to, to picking on, on Facebook. I tune in there. I know a lot of other people do. I don't know if you have a Facebook page that's Jeff Stafford Country, but while we're on the air here, I mean, we've got people that listen in other states and other countries. Yes. Tell them how they can find Jeff Stafford, wh- where they can download songs, where can they find you on Facebook? Are you on other social media platforms as well? Go ahead and let our listeners know that. Well, thanks, Alan. Um, I am. In fact, probably the easiest way, and I kind of did all this myself, but or tried to, uh, and the best of my abilities. But if you just Google or Yahoo or Bing me or whatever, then all you got to do is type in these words, Jeff Stafford Country. It will actually load up. Used to be three pages till COVID happened. I quit doing stuff, but 
Um, all kinds of so you can go to Apple Music, Jeff Stafford Country, Apple Music, um, and download and purchase my songs. Please purchase. I'm a starving artist like all the rest. Um, you can go to Spotify, of course, and um, catch all my songs on there. Apple, Amazon, Spotify. And of course, you can Jeff Stafford Country. It'll take you right to a Facebook page. So I have my personal page, and this is something probably every professional people tell you never do: never to have a personal page to open to everybody, and try to have a music page. They'll tell you get rid of the personal page, just have a music page. But you know, I don't want to turn anybody away. If you like my music, you good folk, come on over. You know, I don't care how you find me. Find me, Jeff Stafford Country. And but you can you can you can download you can purchase um, stream on Apple, Spotify. I think iHeartRadio too. I just can't prove it right now, right off the top of my head. YouTube, can we find you? On oh YouTube? yes, YouTube. Jeff Stafford Country on YouTube. It'll take you there. Uh, Jeff Stafford and the SBC Band is another way because the short bus criminals. You know that used to be the old way, but I found out that by doing it, Jeff Stafford Country, I could cover a lot more bases that way. Before I let you go, one more question: mm-hmm. Will we see? I know your fingers will be well by then, and hopefully, you know, whether we're taking a vaccine or not taking a vaccine or whatever, whatever your view is on <laughs> right. that, COVID eventually is going to disappear or be better. Are we going to see a, a kitchen boys. picking too? And if we are, do I get one? <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely get one, Alan. And yes, I would love nothing more than this. So that... And how it happened was all kind of by mistake and just a, just a wild hair and it worked. Um and it's a great thing, and I think it's so great for all the singer-songwriters all over the world if it ever grew that big, right? But even here to just central Indiana, I wanted to bring it back. It was all done on our own dime. Nobody made a dime, right? You nope, spent nope. your own money to be able to make refreshments and everything yeah. for your house. And you and, played for free. Right. Absolutely. And Alan, right. Right. So, so everybody did it just out of the joy of the music and the love of the music. So I would love to continue that. I would love it to grow so, so that writer can make a buck, right, What to do the show. I think that would be so important because they're starving artists, truly. They're not rich people, folks. <laughs> maybe when we, you go back and you do this, maybe when you're, when you're spending an hour there, Maybe we need to, I'm trying to think here for you, maybe you play a song that's on a CD or, hey, you know, we just played this and you can purchase this at XYZ. Amazon, yeah, right, or wherever. wherever. Right. Hey, I just had some T-shirts made. Make sure to write in and, and get a T-shirt. Uh, absolutely. These are all things that need to grow out of that. That's yes. a great idea, some of the brainstorming. Yeah, some of the things that, you know, where, where you could make a, make a few, yeah, few dollars. Yeah, because it was all unscripted. But, but I, would, I, would, I would like to see that happen again because it was, it was a good time. I enjoyed going to Ray's house and doing it. I enjoyed opening up my house and, and having people over. Um, then we had the big blowout at the end, which was awesome. And it had, it's so great. It's a blessing all the way around from everybody, that, everybody I think, that was involved. It, I think it was great. Thank you for that. Is there anything that you would like to say that I haven't asked you? I'd just like to thank you for a lifetime friendship, Alan Kiger. I cannot appreciate or tell you how much I appreciate you and your family and the kindness and love that you guys have shown me. I I enjoy our friendship, and that's one of the few things they can't take away during COVID. (laughs) They take take our money, they take our house, they take our job, but they can't take our love and our friendship. That's for sure, brother. That's for sure. I'm going to ask you something that I've never asked anybody else before, Mm -hmm. and I know we're at the end of the show, and I don't want this to be sounding morbid, 
but one of these days we're all going to be dust. What would Jeff Stafford like to be remembered for? Uh, the love of his creator. I think that would be probably the best because if they know how much I love him and the reasons why, then maybe they could believe and come to his glory also. Great answer. Thanks. I appreciate that. I've, not, I've, I've wanted to ask that question, but I've never asked that question. Well, thanks, Jeff, for being our guest today on Sights and Sounds Promotions. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. I've had a great time. www.sights, the letter N, soundspromotions.com, and you can listen to this later if you missed it. And you can listen to all the other interviews we have on there and talks with many other artists. And thanks, Jeff, again for being our guest. Thank you. You've been listening to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger, sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. Join us the first and third Sunday of every month at 11 a.m. on WYRZ. And don't forget, if you miss a broadcast, you can hear the podcast at sightsandsoundspromotions.com, where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with three locations, 1303 East County Road 200 South in Danville, 7410 West U.S. 36 in Danville, and 2238 West U.S. Highway 36 in Danville. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 31 31- Seven seven four five two seven zero zero, or by going to their website, HawkeyeStorageUnits.com.